Hey guys, this is Brandon, and coming up here is my interview with Chris of Severed Cinema. I want to give a big thank you to Chris, and it's awesome to be part of the Severed Cinema team. I also want to give a huge thank you to everyone who has tuned in and listens to the podcast. Um, it was never really about having a big audience or anything like that. I just want to create content for people who have a love for the extreme horror genre, and to kind of get the word out for a lot of these underrated filmmakers and people involved in the the scene of... Um, of a uh, underground and extreme horror cinema. So thank you very much. And there'll be new episodes coming soon. All right. Hey guys, this is the morbid horror podcast now brought to you by severed cinema with Chris from severed cinema. If you want to introduce yourself. Hey, Chris from severed cinema. How goes it? And I just got um, kind of the typical format I usually use. I got uh, some questions. We can just take them one by one. Perfect. Sounds good. And uh, the first question that I always start with is, what got you into horror? It could uh, be like movies or uh, life experiences, whatever it be. Um, I So um, from an early age, I, I uh, would go to this video store called Jumbo Video. And... Um, and it was like all VHS back then in the 80s. And they had this, they had actually had a horror movie section. It was like a room that was like a haunted house with with lights and like uh, like mannequins and skeletons and crazy music. And I was terrified to even walk mm. past that room. So, but it fascinated me. And uh, eventually I got the balls to walk in there and look at all the cool big box VHS tapes and stuff and that rest is history, really. Was there any uh, titles you rented at a at a young age that kind of threw you down the rabbit hole? Like any type well, of movies in particular? Or? Well, I didn't. So, I guess I was, I guess I was ten before I sort of saw like real horror movies. Uh, I don't mm. remember renting them per se back being young, but but I built up nerve to go and look at the the boxes, but. I think the earliest horror film that I, I've seen was uh, Don't Go in the Woods Alone. One of my mom's boyfriends at the time had a VHS of it. What, what a weird VHS to own. Oh. And the guy, the guy wasn't yeah. necessarily a <laughs> horror fan. It was such an obscure... Like, he owned The Exorcist, <laughs> and he owned Don't Go in the Woods Alone. And so I watched Don't Go in the Woods Alone. And then I think I was about 11 or something, and I watched The Exorcist. Basically, with my eyes covered, my ears plugged, and it, it haunted me for years. Yeah, The Exorcist was um, one of the movies, because I kind of, when I was young, I used to watch horror movies with my grandma a lot. And I remember The Exorcist being a really big one and really transformative for me. And even when I revisit that, because I watched that movie fairly often um, yeah. since I first seen it as a kid. And uh, every time I revisit it, I'm still always kind of shocked by uh and surprised by the content and some of the you know some of the lines in that film and uh how it just kind of uh, was way before its time and i think one of the coolest things if you could have a time machine and go back i definitely want to go to when they first uh started screening the exorcist because watching just small documentaries yeah. and stuff on uh the, re the reaction that it had on people is absolutely crazy and people going to to the hospital i actually had a, a cohort uh, old coworker. <laughs> And uh, named Dorothy, and she, when she saw The Exorcist back in the day when it came out, she had to, she had to get out, he had to take an ambulance out, 
and uh, going to the <laughs> hospital. And I think that just had to have been a crazy, crazy oh. thing to witness, people vomiting, passing out, and whatnot. Well, it's, it's like, even today, it's pretty crazy because it's, it's the whole satanic religious angle. But then the extreme stuff, like your mother sucks cocks in hell, this little girl saying that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's it's insane. The crucifix scene. Like, you know, this is a little oh, kid. You know, right? yeah, it's it's outrageous. I mean, you know, people and people couldn't handle like normal audiences were seeing that. Like that must have been insane. Yeah, yeah, and you also you brought up the religious aspect too. And um, these days, you know, that movie would even shock a lot of people these days. And yeah, you know, we live in a what much more uh, secularized uh, society than you know the seventies. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm atheist, but like it it's still it's still impactful the religious angle, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just the content alone's crazy. I, I um, managed to see it you when are... it got. Sorry. No, no. I, what are you I, saying? I managed to see it when it it got released. I mean, I don't remember. I guess I was a teenager or something, but it got released again in theaters, and it and it included that mm-hmm. spider scene walking down the stairs so i managed to see it in theaters which was cool but uh yeah 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 that was that uh it's called like the version you've never seen before or something i think that was yeah. like the early 2000s i want to say when that or maybe early to mid 2000s i think when that new cut came out yeah okay so I yeah that's in- i think that was the first cut the first time i saw that movie that was the first one okay okay yeah And I'm sorry, were you were you saying something to accidentally uh, cut you out there? No, no. Uh, I was just saying that, yeah, I guess I was in my late teens, but it was cool to see in theaters. I mean, audiences knew what to expect, you know, there then, but but uh, it was still cool to see it, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's definitely a movie that you'll get more out of uh, seeing it in the movie theater. But um, next, this kind of next question is a little bit similar, but um, Severed Cinema is obviously known for uh, covering um horror films of the uh, extreme subgenre and i was wondering what some of your personal favorite uh, extreme horror films were Ooh, on the spot favorite extreme i know it's 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 tough it's... um or some of them it could be some films that got you into extreme cinema or well i know it's a tough one. It's what tough. what got well what got me into underground cinema was um this director named uh andy cop uh, he did Mutilation Mile. Uh, Jim Van Beber was in it, and that was probably the first underground film I saw. You know, it's not extreme, but like it got me into underground cinema, sort of, you know, uh, avant-garde, non-linear sort of underground cinema. But an extreme, you know, one of the extreme films probably, and not in a gory way, maybe was Scrapbook. That was around the same yeah. around the same time I saw Mutilation or Mutilation Man. I might have said Mutilation Mile. It's Mutilation Man, uh, but Scrapbook that that stands out. I mean, I, I you know I, I I saw all the crazy like faces traces of death and like all the extreme real stuff, and uh, but mm. like I think that another one that cemented. Loving the underground was uh, August Underground. Uh, I got I got a tape in the mail, a VHS tape in the mail. Uh, I don't remember the date. It was before Toe Tag was Toe Tag. It was a, uh, and it was yeah. wasn't labeled. It was just it was sent. I used to do tape trading a lot, and so 
I'd seen everything basically, but like not not underground extreme stuff. And I sort of was thinking it was real, but it had on the screen it said property of Absu Films. So I was like, is, did they put that there to make it to make it seem like it wasn't real, but then it's real? But then you see like the scene of of the hooker, like uh, Fred's on top of the hooker in the field. And he's punching her, and he's doing like it's sort of like wrestling punching. So I'm yeah. like, why, why wouldn't he be beating the hooker up really? So it must be fake. But like it was so, I, ne- I hadn't seen anything like that. Like it was so crazy, like the the nipple cut off and the just all the crazy stuff going on. But but that that was crazy because you know got a blank uh, VHS tape. So then I tracked Fred Vogel down before Fred Vogel was Fred Vogel really, uh, and before he was. Toe tag, but that that then I was like, I'm right into uh, extreme stuff. Then, yeah, the first August Underground. Um, obviously, I'm a huge fan of the uh, the entire trilogy, but yeah. the first one really is. Uh, they kind of get off the rails a little bit with the sequels. The first one really does seem, you know, fully genuine, and I it's something that you'd really think uh, unless you paid super close attention that uh, you'd think it's something that might be legit. That's why it would have been really cool if he could. Uh, have pulled off what he was originally trying to do when he was promotion of, uh, gonna promote the film by living outside of you know federal buildings and in parks like that just on a blank VHS <laughs> tape. I would have loved to see the public reaction to something like that, but you know, then obviously that was right around 9 11. So, and see, yeah, well, it would have been stupid on his part to do it was smart that he didn't do that back then, yeah. But if 9 11 didn't happen and he did do that, I think it would get a lot of coverage. Like right now, if you did something like that, like that. Media wouldn't even, you know, media doesn't care. Media isn't even real now. So, yeah. You, but back then, if he did that, I mean, I, I think people would freak out. It'd be like, <laughs> like Interpol and the FBI, everyone would get involved, I, I believe, back then. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, but yeah, that's, um, that was a similar story for me, too. That kind of really got me also into Extreme Horn is, uh, Really, really big fan of the trilogy. Um, so you started uh, Severed Cinema in 2005, and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how Severed Cinema became to be and how that started. Okay, so, yeah, 2005. So uh, prior to that, I don't remember when I started writing reviews, um, but when I was in high school, I, uh, I started a website called Violent Maniacs Cage, and uh, my good friend Richard Taylor, he he exclusively wrote reviews for it. it. It's it was like one of those. I mean, you're probably too young to know what GeoCities is, but you know what old ugly 1990s websites look like. Well, it looked like that. Yeah, yeah. But okay. but it had but my so my friend Richard would review stuff. So like you know the guinea pig films and necromantic and Fulci films and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then that's you know when I started like. Uh, wanting to you know cover cover these types of films but so then in then uh in high school uh i was a part of a message a message board uh gorezone gorezone.net so nothing to do with yeah. fangoria gorezone.net still exists and they had the dvd crypt it was a subsection of that so i started reviewing movies for them and then i was like and and it was super cool. The message board was awesome, and it was really I really enjoyed writing. And 
But then I'm like, it's time to start my own thing. And I wanted it to be, I want it to be like extreme, sort of extreme underground films, but I want it to have uncut screenshots. I, didn't, I want it, the writing to be articulate and not just slapped together, but I, want, and I, but I want it to be extreme and uncensored. And But I was concerned legally about how to go about doing that because in Canada, there are obscenity laws. You can't you can't yeah. showcase uh, sex and and violence. It's considered obscene, and so I got so I got hosting in uh, in Denmark, and they had they had no restrictions, and it was this they they usually did uh, hardcore porn ho- web hosting. So that's uh, so that's where I bought I originally bought my 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 web hosting from, and so I could do whatever I wanted, and and. The because the first one of the first things that I, w- I wanted to cover was uh, I think his name is, is I think his name was Rob Rotten. He did uh, porno, porno the zombies, I, I believe, and he had these crazy good uh, photos taken on set, but they were like extremely graphic, and no one he got a lot of coverage, but no one would show images. So I'm like, give me all your photos, and I'm gonna post them. I don't care. Like, let's see what happens. Let's see if I get. Something bad happens, and nothing bad happened, mm. but the site exploded. Like, like you get Japanese links to those porn, the porn images, and like, because no one, no one posted that stuff. It was no one did it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm going on a bit of a rant there. But uh, one funny note is when coming up with a name for Severed Cinema, it was a, it was a, this is a terrible name. It's terrible. I even have like. On one of my old hard drives, I probably have the graphic design and stuff for it. It was going to be called Digital Discharge. That's what, <laughs> that's what I was. That's, that's what I was going to call Severed Cinema. And thankfully, I used my brain and uh, thought of thought thought of a cool name that's that's topical. You know, films not readily seen by the public. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, out of uh, so many people that you have talked to and interviewed throughout the years, um, I was wondering if there's any interviews in particular or conversations that uh, stood out that you're most uh, proud of that you've done. Well, the funny thing is, uh, I've, I've, I mean, I've talked to tons of people and like I've mm. sort of interviewed people just casually talking to them or like talk to people for hours, but never, nothing was documented. The only interview I've ever done. Is with Mary and Dora, but like myself as an interview. But like no, for years I've talked to people, like directors and and uh, actors and stuff. Um, I mean, the thing with the the Mary and Dora interview I did was, I don't know. I just felt that it was a topical time to do it since those uh, two films came out. Yeah, and I'm and I'm, you know, I'm glad I did it. I'm proud proud of that. I put a lot of work into it, but. As a st- like a something that stands out. I mean, I I can't I can't really se- select one thing. I mean, uh, <clears throat> sorry for coughing. Um, okay. I uh, years ago I talked to Robert Kerman from uh, Cannibal Holocaust, mm-hmm. and that that was like that, and like you know I, you know it was just one of those uh, I talked to him for like ten minutes. Uh, at a convention, and that, that, that like blew my mind because 
when I was in high school and I was watching a VHS bootleg of Cannibal Holocaust from the Japanese Laserdisc, like, I love that film. And, and like, never did I think, because back then shit was different. It wasn't, like, there wasn't, a, there wasn't Blu-ray. I mean, yeah. or, or there wasn't DVD. So it was, it was like, it felt like this was going to be, like, even Cannibal Holocaust was underground. You know what I mean? Like, it was hard to get that shit. Yeah. But, to, so, to me, it felt like every movie that I get in tape trading and stuff and bootlegs, that's the way it was going to be. So then when, flash forward in my early 20s and I meet Robert Kerman, who's like a porn dude, but he did Cannibal Holocaust. Like, that blew my mind. Uh, you know, so that, something like that's that's cool. But, like, as far as ever cinema, I mean, I, I, I'm proud of everything we do, I guess, essentially. And it's it's a testament to to uh the hard work of my main writer uh jay creepy man he's uh he, him and i like he's been writing for the site for 10 years he's amazing mm-hmm. and uh we're like a team like separate cinema is as much his as it is mine yeah for sure and um i was wondering uh what your thoughts are on the current on the current state of extreme horror today since you've kind of uh had a focus on it for uh for a while now of indie horror uh, like yeah, indie, but uh, also kind of the more extreme side of horror. Um, it seems like you have films like we were talking about August Underground, um, in two thousand and one, and then you have uh, films like a Serbian film, and it seems yeah. like um, it's harder to kind of push the content in any harsher direction, you know, basically legally. And um, I was wondering where you kind of see the future of uh, extreme cinema and where it's going, and how people and filmmakers uh, can kind of really push a boundary. I I mean I don't want to come across uh like disrespectful or or like unappreciative of of like you know where the genre's gone there's been a lot of good shit mm-hmm. but like i'm sick of like i'm like everybody is now like they're putting like animal cruelty in the films or they're, they're trying to or they're like not everybody but like they're like infamous films that come out and they, they'll have a scene of a dog getting crushed I, I've yeah i know what you're talking the about day, like I'm not even going to mention it because I don't want anyone to look it up. Like, I don't mm. want to promote that shit. Yeah, but I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah, right? And it's like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, wh- what, like, whatever happened to making you feel terrible? Like, like, if you want to make the audience feel terrible, like, do it with effects. Like, Fred Vogel or, like, like Brian Pollan. Like, his effects are insane. Mm. Like, you know, it takes talent. And, like, my favorite uh, horror film is Murders, believe it or not. But it's because it was the only film that made me feel that bleak, and it was it was purely by the story and the effects work. It didn't need. Now, of course, there's you know some photos of real, real people who've died, the martyrdom thing, but yeah. uh, you know that the focus wasn't like to make me feel like shit because you kill a kitten. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. feel that's cheap. That's super cheap, and I feel that's the way it's going. It's gonna go in the underground, and then there's the vomit and the shit and mm-hmm. and. And, uh, you know, uh, that can have a place in, in storylines, I guess. But, like, when the focus is just to gross out and offend and disturb, I feel like uh, you're cheapening what you're doing. I mean, you know, you can talk about Marion Dora and, and, like, his whole over-the-top wanting to be the king of uh, of offending people. And, like, it's so easy to kill animals and mutilate animals and squish lizards and, and fuck with bugs. Yeah, because you know, that's real and it's disturbing, but it's like, but like, a director like him who's talented, I feel like you're cheapening yourself. You know what I mean? 
and yeah. I feel that I feel that that people that like there's there are underground people that uh, just want to be disturbing, and that's cool because me as an angst-ridden teenager, I always fantasize about making the most disturbing movie ever made, but it would be it would rely on storytelling and and effects, not real abuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like it's gonna go this way for a while. You're gonna get more and more edgier real shit and then finally people are gonna get sick of that and it will probably go come full circle where you're, where you're gonna get real stories and uh real effects yeah yeah definitely and it, it is really just kind of uh like you're saying it's kind of a, just cheap for if you're you know if you're doing it for purely on shock value and it is kind of in a way a little bit weird <laughs> to see um um people that are going for titles you know titles that are now sought after specifically because of that content and that like you're referencing a trailer for a yeah. film that featured crushing content and that being yeah. why um why it's so you know why people want to see it and it's like you know honestly like if you are some fucking crazy sick person who gets yeah. off on that shit you know which is terrible like you the internet you know that stuff is all available on the internet i just don't maybe it's just because it's so taboo or I, i'm not really sure what it is but um yeah i i purposely i yeah. i put off uh picking up that film um and i i try don't, and, you know don't, I may don't name critical. it don't name it <laughs> i'm not, I'm not those naming guys. anything yeah i i agree 100 fuck them and uh am I, am I to a degree like maybe i can sound slightly hypocritical um you know because i am a fan of a lot of marion dora stuff and i do think the angels melancholy is a fascinating film but um i really do not uh support you know the the animal abuse that happens in a lot of stuff, and um, I haven't seen all of his stuff, but specifically uh, the Angels' Melancholy, I think it's just crazy. And I'm actually yet, I actually haven't seen the double feature yet, and I hear uh, that that is kind of uh, rough as well with that content. So, well, I've seen I've seen too much of this stuff. I mean, yeah, I love Voyage to Add to this. I mean, uh, you that's know, probably my favorite at the moment. That that's excellent. Uh, I saw I saw Cannibal. I bought Cannibal when. It came out from Unearthed Films. I've been a fan of Unearthed Films as long as Unearthed Films has existed. Yeah. It's just, but, like, I love any, yeah, I love Unearthed Films uh, uh, and how, how long, they've, they've survived every, everybody. Like, they're, they're like the OGs. And I feel like Separate Cinema is the OG, too. There's been tons of websites that have tried to be extreme and then they, they just give up. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Marion Dora, like, I uh, see. I, I avoided Melancholy Angel for years because mm. I just want to see the pig and the cats and the lizards and all the fucking shit. But I watched it last year. I bought the Blu-ray, and I don't like the movie. Uh, after watching, I don't like it. I feel it's pretentious and too long. Yeah, uh, but it's but it's like the way it's shot, man. It's some of the stuff is beautiful, like. In a in a you know in a in a in this dreary bleak beauty beauty in the bleakness of it and and mm -hmm. stuff but like you know watching Kirsten Frank frolic around shitting on people and like <laughs> all these animals getting killed and bugs getting fucked up I mean not my thing uh, but at least so not to give I mean I guess I I, I guess I am giving Marindor credit but like blight for humanity there's like the piglet stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like completely unnecessary, and but it's like of course it's disturbing. Like that's the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Like of course, 
Of course, right? And it's like, yeah. had that not been in the movie, the end, like, torture scene is more disturbing anyway. So it's like, that juxtaposed with the piglet, sure, you know, it. I know what he's trying to do, but, like, it's so fucking unnecessary that, like, ten piglets get killed and to, and, and mutilated to be rotting in the sun, like... I don't understand. I don't understand that, and I and I don't understand fans who don't have a problem with it, or or just simply like just like eh, whatever. Like I don't care. I mean, yeah. I I come across as this obsessed guy wanting to get get people to to say like, no, it's terrible and stuff. You know, so I feel like I shouldn't even have mentioned Marine Dora for this interview because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get tons of backlash for it. <laughs> But yeah, he does but, have some uh, pretty dedicated fans. But like, but just with me, like wanting to get to the bottom of the animal stuff, and like, there's no answer. I'm never gonna get an answer. I gotta, I've I've moved on. But I'm just talking about like with the extreme genre of movies, people are like trying to do shit that he does, but they don't have talent. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's just, at least let's just show terrible nice. shit, yeah. like. You know, like, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And I have also heard, uh, as I'm sure you have as well, the argument many times, and uh, a lot of people who are vegan will kind of defend it and say that in a way he's kind of uh, questioning the morality in some ways of, of non-vegans and um, their uh, kind of how they're biased towards uh, liking or loving some animals, like domesticate animals more than other animals. And um, yeah. You know, I'm not a vegan myself, but I, I personally, I don't know. I still think it's a little, uh, I, I, I feel like even if I was like a militant vegan that I wouldn't be able to, um, commit those acts, uh, for a film to get a message like that across. No. And I, you know, maybe I appear hypocritical cause like I love me and stuff, but I also love animals and not just my cat. You know, mm-hmm. I love my cat the most, but yeah, like, <laughs> I, I feel like, like I love, uh, this is turned into this, an animal thing now. Uh, I, I, like I love octopus octopuses because they're like super intelligent and I don't think yeah. I'll eat an octopus again I mean I love pork but por- pigs are super intelligent so it's like uh, and, and they're treated horribly like chickens yeah. and pigs and like all those the livestock are treated the fucking worst so it's like I guess I'm hypocritical but at, at least I eat them I don't know and like I try to eat like we do a lot of hunting where I live uh, I don't, mm-hmm. but like I have lots of friends, and I try to eat that shit as much as possible. Like, you know, at least if you're killing an animal yourself, it's you know, it's not going through suffering. It's not, it's not raised in hell. But like, you know, you also, you also need protein, and and animals are healthy to eat. So yeah, it's one of those things, you know, uh, you know, I, and you know, vegans wear leather. They don't have a problem with that, so I don't know. That that's a whole. That's true. A lot of people do kind of pick <laughs> and choose. I know people that get more upset about people hunting animals than they do about, uh, you know, animals living in, or you know, being in horrible conditions and in factory in slaughterhouses, yeah. and factories and whatnot. Well, like in in Blight for Humanity, it starts out with the with the uh, I don't know what to call them, a little little person. Uh, I I feel mm-hmm. that little person is. Is more offensive than calling someone a midget, but hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not either. So, uh, yeah. But like him, he's taking grasshoppers and he's like fucking with them and smashing them together, man. And I know they're bugs and shit, but like that, that was disturbing as fuck too. 
Like, and, and they're bugs. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to see any animal killed on camera for displeasure or pleasure. I don't know. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's, I don't want to see that. Make it, make effects, make it effects and make me feel that way. Like, it's yeah, crazy. I've, and people can't get so elaborate with special effects these days. Um, I think when I was talking, uh, there's someone who I was speaking to in the past on the podcast, and they were saying, uh, they were just talking about how advanced uh, practical effects are, and that, in their opinion, because they were someone who was really morally against uh, animal abuse in, in film, and uh, they were saying, uh, in their opinion, that it was kind of inexcusable with uh, how readily available are, you know, it is to pull, you know, to do these things with practical effects. Well, I mean, there's a thing too. Like, say that you you killed the animals because you felt that it needed to it added to your story and it added to the disturbing nature. But then you ate the animals after. Like, that would probably be, be different. And I know, you know, like a lot of the classic cannibal Italian cannibal movies have, like, you know, they have all those intercut scenes of animals being killed. But like, yeah, I hate the weasel getting his throat slit in Cannibal Holocaust, and I hate the fucking turtle thing, and. But at least, like, back then you can go, well, that was done in the 70s in a different time. But now, yeah. this is like, there's. it seems like there's more and more people just not caring about animals and doing that. And I don't support PETA, but where the fuck is PETA when this shit's going on? Like, how come, how come this shit is happening and, like, PETA cares about KFC more? I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know how people are getting away with some of the stuff they're feeling. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely hope it's not uh kind of like a growing trend you see or something that people feel like they need to add in for shock factor but um even though we got off a little little off topic on the animal and horse stuff there oh no you're probably should cut any anytime i say the md word you should probably cut the whole section (laughs) because it's not gonna be good it's not gonna be it's not gonna be good i shouldn't have i should have made a pact with myself and not fucking mention him Oh, no, it's I I think it's good that people um you know I'm kind of interested in all aspects of the argument and I think it's good to have kind of a free flowing dialogue on subjects like that. I think people do have yeah. kind of uh, interesting um you know other ways of looking at it. But this next question is getting here, which is um we've chatted before and you've talked to me about um how you've kind of helped out with promotion for uh, the film Mur- uh, Nick Plumbo's murder set pieces, and I was yeah. wondering how you got on board, uh, how you met Nick Nick Plumbo, and how all that happened. Yeah, so that sort of just, like, organically happened, sort of. Be Like, I, I befriended Fred Vogel. Um, so I, I don't think I met him before that, but we we would we talked and stuff, and, uh, and I was a big supporter of Totag. And so mm. I don't, I, he was telling me that he was going to work on that film, and uh, so he told Nick about me, and Severin Cinema was sort of in its infancy back then it was probably one or two or three years old I, I don't really recall maybe or maybe one year old but it was like i was like it was getting it it was starting to pick up traction pretty fast and so i don't know fred told nick to send me a screener of murder set pieces or something to review mm-hmm. but anyway i somehow got a got a vhs screener of murder set pieces from either fred or nick it was it could have been it could have been nick and I reviewed it for Severed Cinema and sent it to Nick. And then I guess, I don't know, Nick called me once and then we started talking and then, uh, you know, uh, he knew, like I, I did, like I've done 
graphic design and websites and stuff off and on and and that sort of thing in my life so then i just started promoting things for them and uh online mainly um mm-hmm. and then uh then he sent me to what was the convention not chiller is it chiller is chiller in new jersey i i'm not 100 percent sure but i want to say that that sounds familiar it's not okay no yeah it is chiller because cinema wastelands the one that you go to right yeah that's uh in ohio yeah so it was i like murder set pieces i thought was filmed in 2005 maybe so this must have been 2006 or 7 and he sent me to chiller to he, he printed the dvds himself just to promote them so i was handing out uh dvds to like fans like or 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 like you know f- like you know fans of freds uh, that's when I, I think the first time i met fred was that i okay. mentioned and i just hand them out to people like uh and like i i got a kick out of it i so i hand them out to weird people like uh this dude from married with children i gave him a copy they got bud bud from married with children oh, okay. I, gave, I was like i was going up to like these has-been celebrities pseudo celebrities and i'm like hey you know and, I, and i'd give my spiel and i'd Give him, give him a copy of that just, just to see the reaction. Really, I, I don't know if uh, that's what I was supposed to do or not, but I did. And like, like, yeah. So I won't get into that too much, but, but yeah, that's that's how that started. And so I did some some uh, graphic design work and some promotion for him for about a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy how uh, that's such a. Well, I mean, obviously that movie is infamous for having. Uh, you know, a cut version. There, there's actually a few different cuts of it, but um, seeing how yeah. sought after and how much people are spending, um, to get their hands on the director's cut of that movie is crazy nowadays. I've seen sold listings that go, you know, upwards of, you know, like three hundred, four hundred dollars. Well, I, I, uh, I sort of like, you know, whatever. Like, I, I've, I've gone through things in my life where I've had to sell a lot of shit, like a lot of my collection and stuff. And a couple years ago, I needed money uh and i had i had still i man i hold on to everything too and i had the the vhs screener of murder set pieces and i sold it but i got 300 dollars for it so i guess that's something but it's yeah. sort of like it's sort of like i have money now and it's like that 300 dollars means nothing to me but but hey man like you know you can't hang on to material things like i don't buy a lot of movies anymore because like i don't know like anything can happen in your life and it's just i love movies but like i'm just not i'm not connected to material things as much as i was when i was young you know what i mean i I just i prefer seeing i like when i get screeners like i prefer seeing like an hd digital copy like i don't want your i don't want your blu-ray like i don't i mean sure i'd love your blu-ray but like it's not about getting getting a free blu-ray or i don't know it's about experiencing the film you know i don't know yeah yeah, definitely. And yeah, I'm sure there's, um, I think most collectors feel that, uh, you know, they, they'll always, uh, you know, you'll find yourself in a situation where you need to sell a couple of yeah. things. And uh, sometimes, you know, you'll sell something for some money, then in the long run, kind of have that regret or why to do that. But yeah, you know, you can't, it's hard to hold on to, to everything forever. Yeah, well, most of most of the stuff I sold, like, I don't, man, I'm, I'm cool with. I mean, I sold, I sold, uh, can uh unearth films cannibal for 60 bucks and i was like 
like I'm telling you, like I was like three years ago, two years ago, like I was not nah, yeah, it's three years ago. I need the money, man. Like I need to pay rent, I need to eat. Yeah. And sh- just just personal shit going on. And so like I, it would have been cool to have that. But like what's crazy the reason why I don't collect now, sure, I mean, they're doing everything's UHD and and it, like so releases are sixty bucks. I have a four K TV and a, and a PlayStation. My eyeballs don't register 4K, man. I see yeah. 2K. That's it. That's the max. So, like, I don't want UHD. Like, I don't want to spend. I want. I don't care about actor actors and their opinions. Like, I listen to a podcast for that shit. I don't really. Mm-hmm. That that's how I am in my old age. I'm old and bitter, I guess. And uh, I just want to <laughs> watch the movie. You know, I want to watch the movie in HD, and that's it. Just simple HD, not uh, you know, flamboyant HD. I don't know. Yeah. No, I know, I know what you mean for sure. <laughs> and that was uh that was another title um that people I well I, there's been some companies that have put out uh, Cannibal Sense, but I remember that uh that Unearthed Films released a Cannibal being uh, pretty sought after and people paying some yeah. decent money for uh as a fairly recent. That was man, that movie. That was that was the first Marion Dora movie I, I saw and uh, and. I, before I before Marion Dora was Marion Dora to people, you know, and mm. man, th- that was the back then. That was the bleakest, grimiest, filthiest movie I've ever seen. Like you, your fucking skin crawled, man. It was like yeah, it felt legit. But like he evoked that feeling with the movie, not with fucking up animals. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah, like that was so. And and since it was a true story that I was familiar with, it was like, man, that was, that was so intense. But yeah, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I can, I can live with like, I can live without not having that DVD for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And they're always, you know, people always release stuff again down the line or whatnot, but yeah, that was one of the first moves that put me into his stuff as well. Um, next question I had up for you is, uh, and I know questions like these kind of off the top of your head can be difficult. So, I, you know, I understand how that is, but um, yeah. if in particular there are any uh, anticipated uh, underground and indie films uh, coming in 2022 that you're really looking forward to. All right, I know there are. There, I know there are some or or a couple. Hmm. Something that I haven't seen. Oh man, this is yeah. That's tough. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that really onto <laughs> one spot. Like, I want, I wanted to see that, um, that uh, I ended up seeing it. That Thai zombie movie. I think it was Thai. Yeah, I think it was Thailand. It was called. Um, <laughs> this is terrible. My my uh, my four year old brain trying to figure out what what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> Let me see. There's got to be something I'm looking forward to. I mean, I I want to see the the extended cut of a Serbian film. I don't. I think it'll probably just be be fluff, though. I mean, what what more can they put in that? Yeah, yeah, you know? true. And I, I mean, think we're looking at hopefully the profane exhibit soon coming up. Yeah, I mean. The profane exhibit. I, I I saw a rough cut years ago, and I reviewed it. And like, yeah, th- like I was like looking forward 
to that years ago, but it's just like been so long. But uh, but I talked to Stephen Barrow a couple weeks ago, and and like it's done and it's ready and it's coming soon, so it's actually coming out. So that's hopeful. Like I really want to see that because it is different. It wasn't wasn't the same as it, it intended to be. Okay. Uh, but uh, Stephen definitely gonna have. He, he it's definitely gonna please fans but he's also got a, a zinger in there in the way of an extra so okay that, awesome that uh that stay tuned to severed cinema for uh for coverage on that on that bit of information coming soon okay no no i but think if, brian if, collins if, got if, one too if i can think in this interview of him i, I know there's something that i want to see but yeah, yeah, and shit it's, always pops up out of random. Out yeah, of like too. it's just not, it's just blank. Yeah, blank. no, I, I feel like I, for me personally, I have a really hard time answering stuff like that in the spot. People will typically ask me, or people that aren't really too into horror but know that I am, you know, it's like when somebody asks you what your favorite horror movie is, and you know, these things are also kind of malleable and can shift, and it's yeah. just, it's just hard to kind of think of it all. What are you looking? What are you looking for too? Is there anything? Because you might say what I'm thinking of, but um, well, septic from Brian Pollan is definitely one. I know that's been. I think he started that one. I want to say around like, or I know it was really supposed to come out. I feel like somewhere in like 2017, but you know, obviously things happen. But uh, septic, that's gonna be really cool. And um, I'm a huge fan of Brian Pollan, and uh, oh, yeah. his, his special effects are absolutely nuts. Um, I'm looking forward to see what uh, like Jonathan Doe does with his. I know he said he's in post production for his third entry in the uh, erotic grotesque nonsense. Okay. Um, series. Uh, I know we're looking at a couple American guinea pigs. I'm not sure if they're going to okay, see. Okay, so yes, this bingo. Year. Yeah, I'm looking for the the swine one, slaughter the swine. I think. Yeah. There's one. There's one, and it's like this. It's about like the Illuminati and these this weird sort of meeting and the the degenerate sex sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Like yeah, and anything uh, uh, guinea pig man, like American yeah. guinea pig. That's I'm totally looking forward to that shit. There's, I know. I just... There's a movie uh, called Fucked F U C F U K T or something. Oh yeah, Jesse Sites anthology that that she's putting together. Yeah, I want to see that. I don't know if if it's out or if it. I've wanted to see that. I want to say Jonathan Doe's put it out under his future production label in like this month. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to that one too. Um, she's also Jesse's also doing uh, one of the new guinea pigs. I believe the official title that they released for it is uh, American Guinea Pig Chum Bucket, and that Chum also bucket. is going to be yeah. starring uh, Felicia Fisher, who a lot of people know from uh, Sam Howell's work and uh, Jonathan Doe's work as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I, I think that. Mer- uh... Marcus Cook is editing that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I think because I think there are a couple, and I think that he was editing Chum Bucket. But mm. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, no, that that for sure. I'm looking forward to. And then there's a, I think Jeremy Cruz is doing some sort of like alien guinea pig. If I if that's still a, okay, like per, extension dude, experiment or something like that. That is that's the man. I'm t- dude. That's the that's that's it there. That's, that's the answer to the question right there. Mm. That if when when and if that comes out, I want to see what he can do, man. Like he's he's amazing, and I want to see like yeah, his effects are nuts. Like usually, Fred's the the director or whatever, right? But I want to see yeah. what he does with his brain. Like that's what like what he wants to do exactly. I think that's gonna yeah. be crazy. Yeah, 
It's also I, I like the science fiction uh, aspect too with it being introduced with uh with yeah. American guinea pig. So that should be uh really really interesting. But yeah, it's looking yeah. like we're gonna get well like three more guinea pigs. I don't know if we can expect all of those uh, this year in particular, but um it's cool that that's uh you know that that's the franchise is going strong and uh really cool to see you know what new directors will uh, put entries in and um good to see that thing just take off and keep going. Yeah. And uh, last but not least question I had for you here is if you have any uh, future plans for Severed Cinema. Um, I've I've always wanted to like keep keep advancing the site, keep, you mm. know, keeping the site the same but advancing the site. So like having uh, having you on board with this podcast uh, is a is a big thing for me. Like I, I'm re- I'm really appreciative of that, and 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 I've listened to all all your shows, and and they're excellent. So really I'm really proud. Thank I'm, you. No sweat, man. Uh, I'm proud that you're a part of Severed Cinema with that. And so that you know that that was a bucket list thing. I want to um, I don't know, but like like the whole video review thing or the, the whole like I, I'd like to sort of have some sort of video aspect to the site but like i don't mm-hmm. just want i don't necessarily just want a talking head on video like showing boring shit showing yeah. them un- unboxing boring shit you know what i mean to me that's mm-hmm. just that's played out i mean jonathan doe does some interesting stuff like yeah he films, he films it decent but like, yeah people he does watch him good. yeah so people can watch him like the, I, i'm not gonna do something like that but some i mean maybe down the line something video could happen but i doubt that i doubt it actually but i'd, I'd love to actually have some sort of print form of server cinema mm-hmm. uh whether it be a magazine or some sort of compendium book so it could have uh the best of server cinema and then new things yeah uh, and i i think that's gonna that will happen so whether it'll be a magazine or a book or so it, it will happen eventually but uh that's that's probably where I see it going. Um, but either way, uh, so Severson was like 16 years old now. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's, it, as long as I'm alive, man, it's coming. And if I have cancer, I'm probably just going to buy like 20 years of hosting. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And if I know I'm going to die, I'll buy 20 years of hosting so people get 20 more years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's awesome. You know, a lot of these, a lot of, you know, especially sites and whatnot that will cover you know, kind of these niche subgenres like extreme horror. It's really awesome to see uh, Severed Cinema just, you know, still going and going strong. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, the only other site that now it doesn't focus on extreme shit, but Mondo Digital, man, that's 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 been around okay. been around before me, I think, before my site. But uh, Mondo Digital, uh, excellent writing. Uh, but they cover, you know, they cover not necessarily, you know extreme stuff but it's just like all aspects of like uh european horror and and all that sort of stuff that's that's my uh favorite review website and so kudos to them for still being around because i've seen so many sites come and go mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and i don't want that to happen to sever cinema you know yeah I want, definitely uh, i want it to be around e- even if things slow down or or whatever i wanted to uh to continue but i there's no uh there's no sign of slowing down. We're, we're slow enough. I'm slow enough with the content, so we'll keep it. We'll keep it the way it is, and uh, it'll keep coming. Awesome. 
Well, you know, I just want to say thank you very much for uh, coming on and answering some of these questions and, uh, you know, for having me on board on Severance Cinema. It's really, really cool. And obviously I'm a big fan of the site. And like I was saying earlier, it's awesome to see that you're still doing your thing and it's, you know, out of a just, you know, passion for horror and uh, for the subgenre, you know, independent and extreme horror. Yeah, it, dude, it's it's all passion. It, that's that's all it is, right? Yeah. It's not about not about money. You can, well, you can't make money with with the the shit that I cover. So yeah, <laughs> you know well, what that's I mean? what's so cool but, uh, about it, though. You know, a lot of people well, kind of look into those things because they're looking for you know kind of what they can get out of it financially. And obviously, I can understand why a lot of people yeah. you know aren't able to keep up and do something like that. But that's why you know yeah. So it's, it's so cool that you're still no, doing it. I I, I get it. I mean, it in the scheme of things, it doesn't cost a lot, but it is a lot of work, and it's 16 years of work, mm. and and basically, you no know, money. But like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sacrifice the content to get Google fucking ads and make yeah a little yeah, bit of money. Fuck that, right? Mm. So and that's what's awesome. It's all you know, all the stuff's uncensored too, and that's what's really fucking cool. Yeah, that that's the goal. And that's the way it'll be. But like, and and you know, like. For the like me, me talking about uh, releasing a book or or a magazine or at least a book, it probably wouldn't even sell copies. But I'd have a printed version of Severed Cinema uh, for posterity. Anyway, I don't care. Yeah, right? yeah. Definitely. Now, if I did a magazine, it would be for money. Like if I do a magazine, it's got to be, it's got to be planned out. And uh, yeah, I mean, you be, can't. It's got to be for money. Take... I'm not. Yeah, I'm not just gonna fucking Repeat put the effort into a magazine heads, and yeah. not not make money. We it, the things would have to be figured out with distribution and uh, all that stuff, right? You know, there's yeah. only so much you can do for free. Yeah, you know, for sure. You want to sort of get, get repaid at some point, you know? Or, or yeah. Get but yeah, man, I'm happy that uh, you're on board with Sever Cinema. And thanks for this interview. It's actually the only interview I've ever done talking about horror, like, officially like this. Awesome. Well, I'm glad uh, to be the first. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, you know, if you're ever interested, come on. We can always chat about movies and, you know, yeah, there's sure. stuff like I'll talk with, uh, you know, obviously if people listen, they know Lucky and how we'll do our, you know, like ranking lists and a bunch of shit like that. So we'll definitely uh, do some stuff like that in the near future here. Yeah, that you and him talking is the best uh, horror podcast I've seen. Like when you guys do that, I don't I don't know of anything else that's more entertaining. Like Thank for, you. as that's, far as horror awesome. podcasts go. Yeah, we're just now we're we're ending this and we're just whacking each other off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he'll appreciate that as well. Lucky's uh he's an awesome dude. I and for anyone listening, support Dead Vision Productions. Yeah, I still have to watch his movies. Oh, I'm so behind on everything. I haven't seen one of his movies, but I will. One day I will. It's I, very I worth it. A point. <laughs> I have to make a point. I just have like such a slated schedule, like I'm so behind on everything for separate cinema. It's it's ridiculous. Like, I got I have two months of content, easy. Yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. But you know, I'm sure one of these days you'll uh, get around. But yeah, I definitely. I I think his stuff, and I'm not just saying this because we've you know grown to be buddies over uh, the last couple of years. But his stuff really is high quality, and you know he mm. works with a lot of people who are you know are in theater and stuff, and that's what really kind of also separates his stuff from a lot of other stuff you see. Um, is the acting is actually actually really really good. So, yep, just the oh, cool. uh, James plug out to to lucky at that vision. Andy's Andy's passionate and articulate and like he yeah he seems to uh, have his shit together and it's yeah not about not you know 
it, it's about like filmmaking, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely a true fan to the genre, 100%. Yeah. For sure. All right, man. Well, thank you again. Really appreciate it, and uh, we'll definitely chat here soon. All right, cool, man. See you. Peace.